Is this like school shooter monthly? What the <laughs> fuck? We bought very different magazines. Bought a lot of YM, some Tiger Beat. You're buying fucking natural born killers. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. I'm a nun now. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? For one of my favorite months we've done so far... We honor a true queen, a queen bee, Lindsay Lohan, with Lohan Me Down months. No, we're not going to watch that one where she's her own twin but cute. We're only watching <laughs> B-movie and worse. Last week, I brought I Know Who Killed Me. This week, Jay went with the lighter side of things. What did you bring? I did go with something a little bit lighter and something that has such thick pulp. It's, it's like the orange juice that you chew and don't don't drink and that's 2010's machete robert rodriguez lindsay lohan and a, a billion other amazing stars and so Danny many, Trejo leading it. so many good people so many so many good i didn't know i needed don johnson to play a racist desert vigilante <laughs> but <laughs> god damn it i did I That's love I Danny Trejo so much. I wish I was a witch and I could transform him into a chihuahua so I could just <laughs> carry him around everywhere. Jay, before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us in this movie in 10 seconds or less. Right. Here's your setup. You've been out on the town drinking, been having a good time, bar hopping from town to town. Once or twice. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that checks out. You're you're a little inebriated at this point. You're just lost in the sauce, actually. And you have just knocked over someone's drink. Unfortunately for you, that someone is Machete. Oh, no. Who, of course, being Machete, has a machete. Some people are hat guys. He's a machete guy. So you've got about 10 seconds before he explains to you, or rather demonstrates to you, why he's named after his weapon he carries with him. In that time, sell us on this movie. Peak Danny Trejo Robert Rodriguez's through a racist senator, his evil business friend, and their Mexican drug lord using a machete and with the help of many sexy badass women. Eight seconds? And yeah, you, you pretty much, you, you nailed it. And Should we watch <laughs> this for Women's Month, do you think? Make sure uh, we watch it. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Think I don't know. Should. <laughs> no. I don't think this passed the Bechdel test. Casey, we all know that if I'm drinking, it's, it's because I'm probably following around with you. So the moment that my head gets cut off and rolls onto the dance floor, and in the 10 seconds before you realize what's going on, sell us on this movie. The Lawnmower Man teams up with Don Vito Corleone, Nash Bridges, and a freshly Mexican Steven Seagal to bring down Danny Trejo, who barely notices between banging broads and bashing bad guys. 10 seconds, and that was a beautiful... The alliteration at the end killed me. Uh, well done. You did. You squeezed in a few more of our antagonists there, uh, which that I too. guess I appreciate that you did. The movie certainly had quite a few of them to get in there for us. <laughs> I needed to name at least six. All right, let's make sense of all of these bad people. 
in Machete and go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Machete opens the film by losing his partner, getting injured, and watching Steven Seagal decapitate his wife. It's a pretty intense way to start up. And then he ends up down and out as an illegal immigrant in Texas, right? Looking to exploit an illegal, local businessman Michael Booth offers Machete a raw deal. He says, listen, you can have 150k if you assassinate a racist senator, Bob fucking De Niro, or, get this, I'll shoot you in the face. See, Booth isn't just a businessman, but he's also the strategist for that same senator. Booth sets up Machete, hiring a second gunman to shoot Machete before shooting the senator in the leg, thus securing his re-election and fueling the anti-immigration agenda, because, hey, some illegal took a shot at him. (laughs) And if he isn't busy enough doing that, Booth also balances his work-life schedule by being a dad to meth-out Lohan. Yeah, Michael, take a note. (laughs) 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 Got him. Fuck her dad. So Lohan butt dials daddy, and just like that, he murders his way through a meth lab and picks up his kid all the while lecturing her for not getting meth from him. And your baby daddy won't even pay for shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he really does it all. He does it all. All right. He's really going the extra mile as a father. Meanwhile, Machete escapes and joins Luz, the leader of The Network, a group that helps immigrants get into the U.S., Luz is trying to duck ICE agent Jessica Alba, who just knows that her taco truck is just a front to help out immigrants somehow. Like, get good tacos? Wow. Right. Like that's, <laughs> that's how she's helping out the immigrants. She's fueling them to go out and do work. Look, she gave that guy a brown bag. Like, yep, right. that's what lunch comes in, Jessica <laughs> Alba. I know you eat, like, figs and shit, but, like, the rest of us like fried food that comes with dippable sauces. All right, all right. Fair enough, because this month is about Lohan, right? And I know that what we all want, which is a three-way with her mom and a man who works with his hands. Machete then uses Lohan's ambitions to leave a porno starring him, Lohan, her mom, and his machete, if you know what I'm saying, for Booth to find. That's low... Come on, man. That's the man's wife and daughter. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, he's just going to be mostly mad it's not him, his wife, and his daughter because he was talking about inappropriate daughter things. Well, yeah, I guess I was was thinking, like, wow, that's a really low blow to do. But also, then I remembered wait, this is the guy who hired him to kill someone and then double crossed him. And, like, uh, yeah, you know what? Fuck your wife and your daughter. And here's the footage of it. Wish your mom was still alive. <laughs> Once finished, he delivers a very drunk Lohan and her mom to his brother, or father, Cheech Marin, as a Catholic priest. His brother father. His brother father. Here being a very Cheech Marin Catholic priest who smokes weed and has a cross-structured CCTV system, which is just, it's, it's <laughs> such a perfectly Rodriguez shot that I love it so much. Booth shows up, killing Cheech in the process of trying to find Machete. The church footage is released mid-press conference, along with footage of Senator De Niro human-hunting at the border with Don Johnson. De Niro is so pissed he leaves, kills Booth, and joins up with Seagal. When Lohan comes to, she learns that the senator killed her father and takes up another bad habit. A nun's habit. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Guess who wrote this week? The senator and his cronies try to take down the network, Don Johnson shoots Luz in the eye, leaving her for dead. Machete then marshals the network and leads them to the senator's location. Don Johnson's compound, which I I think is code words for his underwear. It's his butthole. (laughs) 
It's his butthole. <laughs> you won't believe where Don Johnson's compound is. Pounds in the name. Fortunately, Luz shows back up with an eye patch and a peace offering for De Niro, since Johnson ends up turning on him for partnering with Seagal's Mexican drug trade. The problem, though, isn't that he's involved with drugs. It's that the drugs are being run in by the Mexicans. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> he's going to hate Uber Eats when it comes out. Machete and the network beat back the vigilantes with the help of Jessica Alba and Lindsay Lohan. Lohan, now in her nun's habit, shoots the senator three times in the chest, which is a sentence I never really thought I would utter, but okay. That, <laughs> I guess that Yeah, works. Lohan, get it, girl. De Niro survives bulletproof vest and whatnot, only to be killed for being mistaken for being a Mexican immigrant by his own vigilantes, which I guess is... <laughs> Machete meets back up with Jessica Alba, who offers him a green card, but he turns it down and rides off with... Jessica Alba, riding him. He got a pink card instead. Wait to <laughs> hold out. Wait to hold out. <laughs> All right, so Jessica Alba wins the machete at the end of the day, but we're here to talk about Lindsay Lohan this month, and there's not a ton in this movie to talk about since she filmed it over a three-day weekend. I don't know. I feel like we get a lot of great Lohan. I I want more Lohan. Yeah, sure. they were they were really efficient with their three days of filming. Man, we got we got multiple scenes in here, different sets. It was, and I feel like Lohan put in the work as far as the performance goes. Yeah, absolutely. It was a very Robert Rodriguez performance. Uh it's a very a very titty focused character in this film. And it's not her titties. It was not her titties. It was definitely it was a, a body double. double most of the time. <laughs> it's a very obvious body double. I was like, that's not Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, it is surprising that they're going to have a script that included, and then she has a threesome with her mother. And <laughs> Lohan was like, mm, okay, but for the rest of the movie, I want the wig to cover my nipples. Like a mermaid. Yeah, like a mermaid. Exactly. Same thing, same vibe. Man, when her dad picks her up from the meth house and pulls her in the car, that wig was looking like one of Amanda Bynes' used ones. It didn't look good. <laughs> it was it was real bad. I don't know why they did that. They could have just used her normal hair. You know what, though? As a character arc goes, I think um, having your father pick you up from a meth lab to trying to make a porno with your mother to waking up nude in a church with and a I'm nun's habit, habit staring you down yeah i don't know how much harder god can say come to the church man like clearly <laughs> you're not doing so great out there on your own but the fact that she just rolls with the punches and nothing really surprises her she just kind of yes ands her way through everything <laughs> and i respect the fuck out of it she's really got it together she's got a shit ton of instagram followers she's making film She's rolling with every punch. She's avenging her dad. You're not wrong, because even after she gets her fucking 44 Magnum, puts three in De Niro's chest, she then picks up a silenced Uzi and just fucking pray and spray. So, you know. Yeah, whose side was she on? Was she trying to she help does nobody? Not, anyone? She does not pray and spray. 
Excuse me. Well, she does pray and spray in a very literal sense. She is on the side of the Lord. She has literally become a a nun at this point. She ends the violence by shooting the guns out of everyone else's hands. Watch the scene again. (laughs) She shoots the guns out of like 15 different people's hands with her Uzi, but doesn't hit any of them because she is now a full-on nun. What? Even better. Even better. That is better. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. She, she is a full-on anime character at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I fucking love it. I love it even more. She should pick up fucking uh, Steven Seagal's katana after he dies, right? Okay, so here's what happens. After the movie ends, she goes, picks up Seagal's katana, wields that, wanders around like Kane from Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, right? all right. That Who's works. In? I'm in for it. I would watch that. Yeah. I would too. I'm fucking so sold. She's got a 44 Magnum, a silence Uzi, and, and a katana from a dead Mexican drug lord. I don't know how you set up a better fucking that TV word. series movie. I don't think you think that means what it does mean when you say Mexican and Steven Seagal in the same sentence, which we need to talk about it. Steven Seagal, the second worst part of this film is an air hard air quotes, Mexican drug Lord. (laughs) I have so many questions for Robert Rodriguez. Like how did this come about? What were his demands? (laughs) Like, they're like, hey, what if you're just a drug lord who happens to reside in Mexico? And Steven Seagal's like, absolutely not. I'm I'm one half Mexican. I bet you didn't know that. Huh? Oh, you think I do flips? I can't be Mexican? My Mexican accent's so authentic. So authentic. Can I give you two perspectives? Yeah. Yeah, sure. sure. Okay. First perspective. Supposedly, as the story goes... Steven Seagal had a voice coach that was teaching him how to speak with a Mexican accent. And Steven Seagal fired the man because he was getting so good at it that he feared his fans would not be able to recognize his voice. They're going to think I have some kind of speech impediment. How can you undo this, you you wizard? I can't even (laughs) laugh at it anymore, man. No, it's sad. It's just sad. Okay, so so here's my question. Do you think that I, – I believe that he actually had a coach. The question is, did the coach walk off or did he fire the coach because he just was doing terrible and blamed it on the coach and not himself? Oh, I oh, feel I, like Seagal fired him. I, as yeah, soon as he I, can I, smell that you're pulling away, he fires you. I 100% believe that Seagal fired him. Um, I believe the man was completely on board to reenact that do you remember i don't know if you watch much friends but there was the scene uh-huh. when phoebe tried to teach joey french and he just speaks yeah he just speaks gibberish blah 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 blah, blah and thinks he's speaking french because gotcha. he's a moron i think that's what steven seagal does <laughs> and this man had resigned himself to just cashing the check right yeah. But then Seagal got so convinced that his blah, 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 blah was actual Spanish that he's like, nah, it's, I'm fine. I'm out of here. I don't need you anymore. Let me teach you something. Yeah. All right. Did you know I was a cop in Louisiana? Pendejo. Like, that's basically <laughs> Mexico. 
El Pendejo. It's on the Gulf of Mexico. Pendejo. Pendejo. Because that's the only thing he said a hundred fucking times was Pendejo. (laughs) I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Steven Seagal here plays our, our I, I guess, our ultimate big bad of the film. He's the one who fucked up yeah. Machete's life before the movie started. Yes. And he's the one who's, like, masterminding everything, like, in evil Blofeld. Which I think is, I, I, you really shouldn't have. We didn't need another layer of bad guy. No. Above the, like, three we had already. Yeah, we could have just went with the lawnmower man and Bob yes. De Niro. Right. The lawnmower man and De Niro would have been plenty. Um, and Don and, Johnson. And Don Johnson. Right. That, <laughs> we have so many bad guys already. We did not need Seagal as an extra level above them. However, it's almost all worth it for one it scene. It almost is. It's almost all worth it just for one scene alone, and that's Seagal's death in this movie. Because not only is Seagal a villain <laughs> in this movie, Seagal dies in this movie, which he very, very rarely allows to happen yeah. in his films. Yes. Yes. But he does so in a very yeah. particular way. He talking shit the whole time. You're like, hurry oh, yeah. up. I'm done listening. He to gives you. a whole speech about how he could totally still kick your ass if he wanted to. But he doesn't want to. So he's just going to die and then kills yeah, himself. And I am <laughs> convinced that was a contractual demand of Steven Seagal. You oh, cannot probably. tell me. Sure. Like, no, I have to I have to be able to talk about how I could totally still win at this point. And then I kill myself like a badass. Like, yeah, fine. Whatever, Steven. (laughs) Sure. That that makes sense. You're the coolest kid at the party. Yay. All right. Here's my my second perspective on Steven Seagal's accent. And it's if you watch the opening scene of of the movie and when Steven Seagal is first introduced he does so with a corrupt Mexican police officer. And if you watch his face while Steven Seagal is trying to speak with his quote unquote Mexican accent, it will give you all of the perspective you need. Yeah, he's he's trying hard <laughs> to keep it together. Like he's borderline Jimmy Fallon in it. And it takes him a minute to collect himself. He's got like a cringe and then it looks like he goes to chuckle and they cut. Okay, I have a question. Why did they have Steven Seagal dressed like Kim Jong Seagal? What was that outfit? Because he really did just Uh, look like Kim Jong Il mm. with a slightly less worse haircut. It was weird. Um, I think (laughs) they had to include a lot of extra padding. Uh as well as, you know, the the blood packs and whatnot for what he got run through. And it did make him look a little, unfortunately, um, they go pear-shaped here. Yeah. It was a strange formation for a human body to be in. He's also super tall, though. You got to think, he's like... Is he? Oh, yeah, he's like 6'5 or some shit. Steven Seagal is super tall. He's like a foot taller than Danny Trejo. Yeah, what do you okay. think would hurt more? Getting stabbed in the gut with a machete or yes. sitting down Fuck. for eight hours and listening to Steven Seagal talk in his Mexican accent? Oh. He's reading the SATs to you. It's oh, going to take man. him eight hours. I don't know that it would take me eight hours to die from being stabbed in the stomach. 
Right. Like, yeah. Uh, that sounds a lot less painful. So I think I'm going to go with that. What about what about you, Case? Definitely the machete. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just going to take the machete up front because about two hours into the Seagal, I'm going to be begging for it anyways. So, like, let's just save ourselves the time. When he stab when Danny Trejo stabs Steven Seagal at the end, is that with the normal machete or is that with the buster sword one? That was with the normal one. Yeah. Okay, because like each new knife he gets gets bigger. <laughs> yeah. And by the final seat, I was like, that's a fucking buster sword. Yeah, it's a solid like six, seven feet long. It's impressive, man. Don't hate it. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. only like three feet long, but still, it's a lot for a fucking. It's, it's kind yeah, of no, it's it might practically be a scimitar. <laughs> it really is. He, look, his name is Machete. He has a thing. <laughs> He's sticking to his thing. So yeah, bigger and bigger machetes. You gotta check out the sequel, man. He gets a new machete that's like spring loaded and shit. It's great. Of course he does. Okay. The opening scene when he does a pirouette and beheads three people in the corner of a room. Yes. I want to see him on ice. I want to <laughs> be oversaturated in Trejo. Why do we not have enough Danny Trejo in the world? I bet you Danny Trejo can hold his own on some skates. Yeah. I bet he can do fucking anything he puts his mind to. I believe in him. I also love that he's whatever the opposite of anemic is. Like, the more blood he loses, the stronger and more virile he becomes. <laughs> because, like, he is borderline mortally wounded. And then he's oh like, my. all right, I'll fuck you, Michelle Rodriguez. He okay. is the fucking Mexican Terminator in this yeah. movie. And yeah. I goddamn adore Destroying it. Destroying pussy, left, right, right. center. Like, no I, whatever. Uh, all he has to do is, like, I guess take a nap on a bed with a raw egg under it. And that'll that'll regenerate him and cook the egg. And now yeah. he's got breakfast and a snack and can he can just go about his day. I did not think I would enjoy this movie's gore as much as I did, because like yeah. I'm not I don't I don't do well with the gross stuff, man. And I there definitely there was some that was a little bit too gross for me throughout this, but I still laughed. I was going to ask because there were two eyeball incidences. And in yeah, now it still had to kind of uh, my way through a few scenes, but I was laughing throughout the sequence as well. So it was a weird series of emotions. Agreed. I'm also not a gore person. So the intestinal bungee jump. We're still kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't oh. love this, but I'm laughing because I, I appreciate right. what you're doing here. Yeah, They set it up by having a doctor yes. explain <laughs> that you have 10 times the length of a human body worth of intestines inside you. And the nurse goes, well, that's like 60 feet, isn't it, doctor? Yep, sure is. Mm-hmm. Casey looks so confused. Like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And then No, no, no. That, that was... That was from the, I can feel you staring a hole through my uterus. And the doctor <laughs> said, at least it's not your colon. <laughs> that is what <laughs> fucking killed me. That was the best line of the whole movie. It made my whole day. I hated it. And yet we persisted to then 
bring up intestines just as a checkoff gun to bungee jump out a window to the next floor down like I'm David fucking <sighs> Bell and kick in through a window holding onto a guy's guts. Yeah. She don't need 60 feet if you're only going one floor, man. We didn't even need to spend dialogue on this. Although I guess it did give you an excuse for that great uterus colon joke. So, you know. You know what? Worth it. We also get a couple of good one-offs. Like, one of the things uh, in the beginning, Danny Trejo picks up a gun with the guy's arm attached and fires it and oh kills someone. <laughs> His hand's still in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's like a reverse ghost. <laughs> it's such a sequence, man. Okay, did you like the opening sequence where he's breaking into Seagal's drug house better or the church scene? Oh, the church scene is my favorite. Oh, man, absolutely the church scene. Yeah. I Cheech Marin in a, like, grindhouse-style shootout, dual-wielding pump-action yes. shotguns. While Ave Maria is playing? Oh. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Love really every is. second of it. Also, I felt the, the like, from dusk to dawn feeling because the guy that's hunting him is Sex Machine in From Dusk Till Dawn. And, and I really <laughs> I really wanted it to be him, like, with the whole crash codpiece gun. There's, like, six people that show up in every single Rodriguez movie. <laughs> yeah, I that whole church sequence with Cheech Marin and the shotguns and Ave Maria, it weirdly, it made me start thinking about... Um, the Andy Sedaris movie we watched uh, a couple months ago. With the priest and a sidecar sniper? Right. Yeah, we got a lot of similar <laughs> and we got a lot of similar elements here, right? And one of them I didn't like the execution. One of them I love the execution. And I think the difference is that Andy Sedaris likes making movies and likes putting titties in them. And Robert Rodriguez <laughs> likes making movies that have titties in them like it's just it's it's a purely for love of the game thing distinction like rodriguez just really likes grindhouse movies yeah that's clear and, and right so he just makes amazing grindhouse movies yeah i think within watching Five, the first five minutes of Machete, you know whether or not Machete is for you. <laughs> it very clearly says, this is this is the type of movie you've All come right. for. And, and if you're like, yeah, 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 that was awesome, then you're going to love it. If you're like, ah, then you might want to shut it off. It's probably not for you. If you're not into fallopian flip phones, this isn't a film for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was another moment when... The woman at the beginning of the movie pulls a phone out of her cooch. I could totally have naked. She's totally yeah. naked. Reaches up and pops right. a flip phone out. Right. We're not like, don't get me wrong. It's not. We're not follow. We're not in there with it. But like, they make it clear where it's coming from. <laughs> it's your prison pocket. What if it would have been like, yeah, yeah. What if it would have been like a, a BlackBerry? Like she pulls a curve out. <laughs> I coughed and typed and sent a message already. He's on his <laughs> way. I don't know. That wasn't the coolest, though. That That's a contender. But Cheech Marin leaning against a fucking pillar 
crossing yes. his hands with two double shotguns <laughs> and blowing the head off of two guys almost point blank <laughs> is the best scene in the film, bar none, fight me. Hands down. It's yes. great. And it's one of those scenes that, like, okay, yeah, this doesn't work for, like, every possible reason whatsoever. Don't care. But also, I don't care. fuck you, it looks really <laughs> fucking cool. Right. And that's all I care about. This is just rule of cool for an entire fucking gunfight. Yep. This is what we yeah. need. It really is. Like, they're toward the end where Cheech gets shot. Like, it's clear that, that he could have finished the fight, but that's not the point. It's a cool battle, and it's going to end with him dying, and that's okay. It's great for the fucking drama, and I loved it. I absolutely loved how it was executed. It was the highlight of the film for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the gunfight at the end of the film, right, when they're assaulting Don Johnson's compound. Yeah, uh, yes. Michelle Rodriguez with only one eye is able to like gun down seven people who are dogpiled on top of fucking machete <laughs> without hitting machete. Sure. As we mentioned, Lindsay Lohan was able to shoot the guns out of the hands of like 15 dudes. Sure. With a fucking silenced Uzi. I've Some of them right. like already forgotten that and I'm already glad you reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> Are we given any justification for why these people would be able to pull off these superhuman tests? Yeah, it fucking looks cool. That's the justification. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Move on, nerd. And the yard is cool because Cheech says, God has mercy. I don't. And kills <laughs> yeah. a guy. Like, you maybe think maybe he's not going to kill anyone because he's a father. Or what. No, no. He does no, not no. give a shit, and he's leaving no witnesses. Yeah, he is a father who is apparently recording an audio and video everyone's confessions in his church no no no. he just well no yeah he said it was just uh booth he's like i got bored and this guy's fucked up so i just thought i'd start recording it just in case yeah yes thank you yeah i feel like he and i would snoop through people's bathrooms at their like open house okay but he had video from inside the confessional as well right he did sure what angle was that camera from? I don't remember, but it might have been He's an He's trying upskirt. to see the lawnmower <laughs> man's weed whacker. It was low angle. So. Hentai! <laughs> Can I put forth a fringe theory? Sure. Yeah. So I know a lot of people say like, oh, this is technically part of the Spy Kids universe, which I've never watched any of the Spy Kids movies, but I uh, guess Machete's in that movie. Okay, whatever. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to say... This is in the extended Nash Bridges universe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I <laughs> because mean, we have Cheech Marin is right. in. And Don Johnson. And Don Johnson are both in Nash Bridges. That's so, true. Also, I pulled up season one, episode one, and Nash Bridges' third line on the series is, give me the machete. And he uses a machete, <laughs> the blunt side, to pretend like he's trying to chop mm. this cop down off of a building. Okay. So is this like deep dive? Is this is like Nash Bridges either deep undercover or flip to the other side? Where's your God now, Nash Bridges fans? He became the one thing he swore never to become. Don Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't really I Casey, what if that's you can't refute I'm not even really sure. Right. I can't refute that. (laughs) I have no argument. 
I'm I just going to accept it. That technically, yeah. Technically, the the character of Machete in this movie and its sequel is different from the character of Machete in the Spy Kids movies. They have different uh, backstories and family connections and shit. Um, no, but I no think that's right. That's that's just because Rodriguez is kind of a coward, and no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, twenty-four so it's all hours the same to thing. respond, Robert Rodriguez. Right. It's it's all the same thing. Um, and I'm also gonna lump in most of Sylvester Stallone's career as part of that too, from his <laughs> performance in the One Spy Kid movie. Now all of his movies are just simulations from that character. Okay, I've never seen any Spy including Kids movies, the porno. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, sure. I think it works. I've watched like cool. three YouTube clips of the film. I think I can make some authoritative statements. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. When you come to shitty cinema, you come for professionals. Can we talk about the weed whacker scene really quick? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you, Dave. Because yes. that triggered the fuck out of me. Oh. Don't you ever come at me with a weed whacker. Oh, ever. Yeah. That was a great way of doing comic relief. Yeah. No, I was screaming. Yeah. I hated it. The first time around, um, Danny Trejo is just wielding a straight up weed whacker in like its professional configuration as a weed whacker. And like, no, it's not. It's not (laughs) actually going to do anything as a weapon. Yeah, it is. It's going to hurt. Yes. It's going to hurt like a goddamn motherfucker. And he, it's and he ranged the guy. hurty. It's right, hurty it, range. It's still but, less right. effective than just hitting them with the whole thing. You yeah, know? which is which is why it's great when every time he reaches for the gun and he fucking gets his hand, he's like, ah, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> oh, I hate right. it. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I hate man. it. He weed wax his face too. Yeah, yeah. Hated that. Yeah, did not enjoy that whole sequence. Uh, I love that. Um, worth it for the sequence when uh, Treo shows up with the new upgraded one, and the same guy immediately just quits his job and leaves. No, just, fuck I, this. I, I, I'm I quit. Out. Gives Machete his gun and just walks. Probably, I assume, offset and home. After a bad shoot <laughs> with the weed whacker the first time around, right? Agree. Like, no, no, no. I'm not doing this. <laughs> we don't even have insurance. I don't think so. I like that the second time that Machete attacks, it's just basically everyone being like, I quit. I quit. I'm done. Nope. I, quit. I don't even want to. Fuck That's that. the smart thing to do. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Even before he shows up to the compound that that time around, we're shown a scene of all the guards outside talking about like, you know, they didn't really we didn't really ever do shit to them and they didn't do shit to us. They're after the bosses. And hey, guys, our bosses kind of suck. I know. (laughs) Really worth it to get in the way here. I know this doesn't have anything to do with anything other than other scenes that made my body hurt. The lowrider parade, watching a guy in the back of one of those lowriders, he looked like a bigger guy anyway, just get fucking thrown in the back seat. I'm like, absolutely not. My back is too old for that. that what kind the, of lumbar support is in there? I think that was the yellow cart. It was bouncing from the back mostly. And yeah. it looked real uncomfortable. 
let me give you a piece of advice. If you want a low rider and you want hydraulics and you can't afford it, come to Michigan, drive on our <laughs> roads. It's basically the same fucking thing, but for free and more destructive. <laughs> Driving here has made me know everything I need to know about low riders of like, they're so cool to watch. You're not fucking getting me in one of them. I won't be able to walk for a week. I'm a little That's bitch. True. I did love that whole low rider parade to the compound. Um, Cause it's, it's a scene you get in a shit ton of movies. Right. Yes. Um, and I love it every time because like, this doesn't tell me anything about their abilities as a combat force. Like at all. It's yes, just it to show off they a can bunch of organize. They it, can organize on the drop yeah, of a dime. It tells me they can spend exorbitant amounts of money on their vehicle. That's what it tells me. <laughs> um, but then I did think about it a little bit more when they all show up there, right? And I'm like, actually, this is super baller because you have so many of these cars. And if you think about the type of guys who put that kind of work into their car, as soon as one of those cars get hit by a bullet, that guy's going to go fucking feral. <laughs> Flip out. Flip the fuck out. And then the next car is going to get scratched. That sends off the next guy. It's like their own <laughs> private berserker squad. They're like Manchurian candidates. As soon as their car gets fucking hurt, they get activated and are just, they don't stop until there's blood everywhere. But not okay. on the inside of their car. They take their shoes off. Let's bring it all around. So... Here's the, the sequel in the machete verse we want to see. It's Lindsay Lohan in a habit with her silenced SMG, her 44 Magnum, her katana that she took from, from Steven Seagal leading a pack of these guys with their lowriders that when their lowrider gets imaged or gets damaged, they turn into like incredible hulks and tear <laughs> shit up. And that's the movie we want. And she shuts them down by shooting everybody's guns out of their hands. And then yeah. that's, you know, then they'll they, like, come down. to and oh, like, shit, we got to get our car back to the shop. And she's like, do it. Well, I think it's about time. Dave, let's start with you. 2010's Machete. Would you watch it again? <laughs> this is just a stupid question. Of course I would. God <laughs> fucking bless this movie. It's so dumb. And I love it so very, very, very much. It's just, it's really, really nice to watch something made by someone who so clearly loves making the things they make. Yes. And I, it's something I was thinking about while I was watching this. Like, man, every Robert Rodriguez movie, I just love the performance from absolutely everybody involved. And it just seems like everyone is always having a great time making these movies. And what comes out of them is a ton of fun to watch. And I know he's having fun making them. So, like, yeah, of course I'm going to watch Machete again <laughs> and again. And I'm going to watch the sequel. Well, I have watched the sequel, but I'm going to watch the sequel again. If at some point I'm probably going to end up watching Spy Kids just because I'm going to run out of Machete content. But whatever. Case, how about you? Starring Danny Trejo for the first time. Starring Danny Trejo. Machete, would you watch it again? I don't think this was a bad movie. This Ooh. was a damn mm, delight. I don't, I don't think that's wrong. I thought it was perfect. I think you're right. I, it seems like Robert Rodriguez must be a fun director to work for because it just shines through 
everybody is having the time of their life. I was impressed with the cast list. We have Bob fucking De Niro. Yeah. I just, everything was perfect for me. And again, I'm not a big gore person, but they didn't linger on it. It was just kind of like gore and done. Gore, like a wasabi burn of gore. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, other than I would love if we had more Lohan and we cut the hem of that nun habit, but I can only bitch so much. Jay, you brought it. 2010's Machete. Would you watch it again? I really think that if you watch the first five minutes of Machete, you're going to know whether or not Machete is for you. And it was for me right off the bat. So I I think that you're both right. It looks like everybody's having fun. The characters are great. I'm, again, Lohan was only in it for, or Lohan only filmed for three days, and we got an amazing performance and story out of her. Incredible. It, all of the, there's, it great. it's, it's easy to look on paper at Machete and, and think, wow, there's a ton of stars in this. They're just going to be crammed in, but it, it works. It works in a way that even the Expendables, I think, doesn't hit as well. So yes, absolutely. I am going to be watching Machete again. And honestly, Case, uh, I think we should be watching the sequel soon. So uh, we'll do that. But, but it's up to you. You guys watch Machete and let us know if you think that that you'd watch it again if we missed the mark uh, or what we, you know, should have talked about. Dave, next week, what are you going to give me as your low hand-me-down? I don't even really... Uh, okay, it is one of the newest projects that is not a short, at least. you know, It's one of the newest full-length projects Lindsay Lohan's been involved in. Uh, so, you know what? Here, it is Among the Shadows, the story of a private investigator looking into the murder of their uncle and also their descendant from werewolves. I don't... Look, I, don't I don't know <laughs> what in. we're watching yet. It's Lohan's like Underworld. <laughs> Yay! Well, until then, follow us on social, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shittycinema, or shittycinema.com. Check the show notes if you can't fucking keep up with my raps. And if you want to give us a five-star rating, we'll also love you for life and send you a lock of Dave's hair. In the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Betray our rescuer and call me Yama Cooch Phone. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>